0: Our Podcast Network presents A Guy, a Bride, and a Bible. Grab your Bible and your person. Mark, he's the guy. Andrea, she's the bride. Open up and read along. Hey, everybody. Hope you didn't think that we had vanished, but we're back.
1: Yep. Life got a little, little busy.
0: Life figure get busy. Of course, holidays.
1: That really wasn't it. Well, kind of was sick
0: kid. I had sick kid. I had my school ramping up for finals and such. Thanksgiving.
1: And then my stepdad.
0: And then stepdad. That was the big one. The last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. Um. Had to go to the hospital for like shortness of breath, and now he's got a giant scar down his chest. He had open heart surgery.
0: Yup, that's pretty intense. A week ago. It's pretty intense that you don't think you're gonna go into the hospital and not come out for two weeks. Yeah, that was but crazy.
1: He's doing well, and <coughs> surgery was a complete success. So, I'm yeah. very grateful for that.
0: Amen to that. So yeah. we are we're picking up our.
1: But life kind of goes on hold when that kind of stuff happens. It
0: really does, and the recording of our podcast is not as important as everything else. So,
1: oh, um, sorry, Dwayne.
0: It's it's not as important. Reading the word is always important. Yeah. And uh, uh this Sunday, our church we attend our pastor is preaching out of uh 1 Timothy 4 right now, and he read, and <coughs> she's got a little bit of a cough. Sorry, so yes. That'll interrupt. We don't have cough buttons. Uh, but he was reading four verses 11 through 16, and that's where it says, Don't um don't quit. I'm paraphrasing, don't stop, don't quit. Um, the public reading of scripture, and when he, uh, when a pastor read that and was kind of using it as part of his text, it just really gripped me how important what we do is uh, with reading with each other in our home, and I want to encourage you, uh, favorite listener, you know who you are. It's all of you. We want to encourage you read out loud together. Change your family dynamic, change your marriage dynamic, change your personal dynamic, no matter where you are in this. Read the Bible out loud together and watch what happens. Two things will happen. I can guarantee you two things will happen. Number one, you will welcome the presence of the Lord in a beautiful way and things will change both in you and your family. That will happen because the Word of God does that. There's nothing mystical about it. There's nothing... Well, well I, I just mean this isn't like magic potion stuff. This oh, isn't no, a spell no. book. This isn't, no, no, no. this isn't something like this is something the living spiritual. Word of God. Yeah. Something, definitely. The other thing that's going to happen is this. Your enemy is going to attack you. Yep. Your enemy will do everything to keep you from reading the Word of God. Every slight distraction and discomfort and every major one. They will come at you and just recognize it. God does not want to keep us from reading his Bible. Mm. Remember that God will never prevent us from reading his word, but your enemy will do everything to keep you from reading his word. Because when you read it, you are transformed, absolutely without a doubt. So, that being said, it's time for us to read from our devotional. Well, not a devotional. It's Our reading plan, yeah. I used the wrong term, but our reading plan still is the connect the testaments.
1: We might switch it up,
0: yeah. We're thinking at the end of the year, switching up to something else. Um, and we're not quite sure yet, though. But we have a we have one starting off at our uh church right now, we Mm -hmm. might jump into. Let me see, Isaiah, we're
1: getting close.
0: Well, we might just do a time jump. Well,
1: I'm just saying, we're reading 52.
0: Yeah, we're reading isaiah 52 i'd
1: like to finish isaiah
0: okay so we will finish isaiah <clears throat> and then we will kick off a different reading how's that oh well, we can even push through mm-hmm. we can even push through yeah let us know send us an email andrea n mark a at gmail.com yeah so we're reading isaiah 52 to
1: 54 yeah,
0: lot. it's a big chunk this is a very important chunk
1: 52 is really short
0: 52 short, 53 is important. This, I just want to, before I even read 53, this is where we're going to read about the suffering Messiah. And right now it's just a week before Christmas, and we're already going to talk about the suffering Messiah. But it's a big deal. <coughs> um, this is when Isaiah prophesies Jesus' um, crucifixion. And... In synagogues today, in the reading of the Torah and the prophets today, they do not read Isaiah 53. It's called the lost chapter of Isaiah because of it represents the Messiah has to suffer. It's plain text. And um, it's pretty powerful it, to those who would read it, who know about Messiah, but then they read this, how that might shake their current understanding. So I just want to hit that note before we get into it. Then we're going to go on to Luke 20, uh, verse 41 through 21, 24. And again, Job.
1: Never ending Job.
0: Never ending Job. Job's 41 chapters and we're in chapter just, 12. Yeah. We're only doing nibbles on it. So 12, 1 through 12.
1: Yeah.
0: 12, 1 through 12. All right. So yeah. So here we go, y'all. Read along with us. Take some time to pause and reflect on what we're reading, and let's see what the Lord wants to show us. Father God, we are grateful for this night, and as we record and read, we pray that you would transform our hearts here in our living room to understand your word better, to hear your plan um, for us. And we pray that those who are reading with us or listening to us read, that their lives and hearts might be transformed as well. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all, I'm going to do Isaiah, I'm still reading out of the Lexham English Bible on faithlife.com, and my bride's still reading out of her... Net. The Net Study Bible Massive Note. <coughs> Massive Note Bible.
1: Most, I mean, nothing to knock it, but a lot of it is like textual things, so like one of the notes is, the verb is implied by ellipses. Like,
0: That's a, it's a big deal for those who are like seminary yeah. students.
1: So, until or, I go to seminary, sometimes I will focus just on the study notes
0: instead. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, here we go. It's 52 one. Awake, awake, put on your strength, Zion. Put on the garments of your beauty, Jerusalem, holy city, for the uncircumcised and the unclean shall not continue to enter you any longer. Shake yourself free from the dust. Rise up, sit, Jerusalem, Free yourself from the bonds of your neck, captive daughter of Zion. For thus says Yahweh, you were sold for nothing, and you shall be redeemed without money. For thus says the Lord Yahweh, my people went down to Egypt in the beginning, to dwell as aliens there, and Assyria oppressed him without cause. And now what do I have here, declares Yahweh, for my people is taken without cause. Its rulers howl, declares Yahweh, And my name is reviled continually all day. Therefore, my people shall know my name. Therefore, in that day that I am the one who speaks, here am I. How delightful on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who announces peace, who brings good news, who announces salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns as a king. Can you read that verse 7 in your translation?
1: How delightful it is to see approaching over the mountains the feet of a messenger who announces peace. A messenger who brings good news, who announces deliverance, who says to Zion, your God reigns.
0: I just have Handel's Messiah planning in my head right now from that. That's where he gets this from. The voices of your watchmen, they lift up their voices. (coughs) Together they sing for joy. For they clearly see Yahweh's return to Zion. Break forth, sing for joy together, ruins of Jerusalem, for Yahweh has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. Yahweh has bared his holy arm to the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Depart, depart, go out from there. You must not touch any unclean thing. Go out from the midst of it. Keep clean, you who carry the vessels of Yahweh, for you shall not go out in haste. And you shall not go in flight, for Yahweh is going before you, and your rear guard is the God of Israel. Verse 13. Look, my servant shall achieve success. He shall be exalted. He shall be lifted up. He shall be very high, just as many were appalled at you. Such was his appearance beyond human disfigurement, and his form beyond the sons of mankind. So he shall sprinkle many nations because of him kings shall shut their mouths, for they shall see what he what who I'm sorry, for they shall see what has not been told them, and they shall consider with full attention what they have not heard chapter fifty three Who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of Yahweh been revealed? for he went up like a shoot before him, and like a root from dry ground, he had no form. And no majesty that would see him, that we should see him, and no appearance that we should take pleasure in him, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of suffering and acquainted with sorrows and sickness, and like one from whom others hide their faces, he was despised, and he did not hold, and we did not hold him in high regard. However, he was the one who lifted up our sickness, he carried our pain, yet we ourselves assumed him stricken struck down by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, crushed because of our sin. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his wounds we were healed. All of us have wandered about like sheep, each of us turned to his own way, and Yahweh let fall on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth, He was brought like a lamb to the slaughter, and like a sheep is dumb before its shearers, so he did not open his mouth. He was taken by restraint of justice, and who concerned himself with this generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. He received a blow because of the transgression of my people. He made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet Yahweh was pleased to crush him, and he made him sick. If he places his life a guilt offering, he will see offspring. He will prolong days, and the will of Yahweh will succeed in his hand. From the trouble of his life, he will see, he will be satisfied. In his knowledge, the righteous one, my servant, shall declare many righteous, and he is the one who will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide to him a portion among the many. And with the strong ones, he will divide bounty, because he poured his life out to death and was counted with the transgressors. He was the one who bore the sin of many and will intercede for the transgressors. (coughs) Just take a minute. You could pause right now if you want. Scoot back about a minute and a half and hear that again. 52 through 53, that was clearly... The very vivid description of Jesus, the Messiah, both in his appearance before and after the crucifixion, and the whole purpose behind it all. That is such a powerful, powerful uh, scripture. All of the word of God is wrapped up right there in that prophecy. That's the whole purpose of it. Let's go to 254. Oh, I'm sorry, babe. She's reading notes feverishly.
1: Um. So when it says in 53 verse 3, um, he was despised and we considered him insignificant. Yeah. The servant is likened to a seriously ill person who is shunned by others because of his horrible disease. Mm. Um. He carried our pain.
0: Let's pause for a sec. Maybe a little like Job on the side of the road. As we're reading him now, he's covered mm-hmm. in sores and everyone's despising him.
1: And do you think that's referring to... At the crucifixion.
0: Yeah, I think it is. I think because he was despised and rejected by men, a man of suffering. He was all those things. And he was disfigured because of all of the beating he took. Yeah.
1: And then verse 4, he lifted up our illnesses, he carried our pain. And then it says, illness and pain stand by metonymy. What is it, metonymy?
0: I would have to look that one up.
1: Or perhaps as metaphors for sin and its effects. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Well, remember the Jewish tradition was, if you're sick, you've sinned. Yeah. So that's what they're going to associate that with.
1: And then, because of his wounds, we've been healed. It says, Mm -hmm. continuing to utilize the imagery of physical illness, the group acknowledges that the servant's willingness to carry their illnesses resulted in their being healed. Healing is a metaphor for forgiveness here. Mm -hmm. And
0: there's
1: quite a few notes for this. Oh, yeah, this is huge. Um. Like a sheep silent before his, her shearers, he did not even open his mouth. The verse emphasizes the servant's silent submission. The comparison to a sheep does not necessarily suggest a sacrificial metaphor. Sheep were slaughtered for food as well as sacrifice rituals. And Tevok mm-hmm. need not refer to <clears throat> sacrificial slaughter. Mm.
0: Um,
1: the land of the living... <clears throat> In verse 8, he was cut off in the land of the living, mm-hmm. um, is an idiom for the sphere where people live in contrast to the underworld realm of the dead. The
0: Sheol. Can you read verse 6, that last half, what yours says?
1: All of us had wandered off like sheep. Each of us had strayed off on his own path. But the Lord caused the sin of all of us to attack him.
0: Yes, that's pretty powerful the way that your, your interpretation comes out. Mine says, Yahweh let fall on him the iniquity of us all. But yours says, attack him. That's a different imagery. Mm-hmm. That's pretty powerful. You think about that that sin that you may, or I may, or we may commit that might even bring us some form of comfort or pleasure. And as it might comfort or pleasure us, it's attacking christ on the cross he's letting it attack him on the cross that's pretty significant imagery <coughs> what else he got
1: um, once restitution is made he will see descendants and enjoy long life um it says the idiomatic and stereotypical language emphasizes the servant's Restoration to divine favor. Having numerous descendants and living a long life are standard signs of divine blessing. See Job
0: 42? Mm-hmm. we we'll get there. Anything else we're about to hit 54?
1: Um, some. Okay. Object to the this legal interpretation of the language about the suffering servant. Uh-huh. I think let me see. Oh, my servant will acquit many. Some people okay. um object to that legal interpretation, arguing that it would be unjust for the righteous to suffer for the wicked and the wicked to be declared innocent. However, such a such a surprising development is consistent with the ironic nature of this song. It does not seem. It does seem unfair for the innocent to die for the guilty. But what is God to do when all have sinned and wandered off like stray sheep? Mm-hmm. Covenant law demands punishment, but punishment in this case would mean annihilation of what God has created. God's justice, as demanded by the law, must be satisfied. To satisfy mm-hmm. his justice, he does something seemingly unjust. He punishes his sinless servant, the only one who has not strayed off. Mm-hmm. In the progress of biblical revelation, we discover that the sinless servant really is God in the flesh who offers himself because he is committed to the world he has created. If his justice can only be satisfied in himself, Mm -hmm. if he himself endures the punishment, then so be it. What aspects to be an act of injustice, what appears to be an act of injustice, is really love satisfying the demands of justice?
0: Which answers the very... Age old question of why doesn't God just get rid of evil? The reality is he just did. Yeah. He just did. Okay. That's all right. All right, (coughs) fifty-four. Here we go. Sing for joy, barren woman who has not born. Burst forth into rejoicing and rejoice she who has not been in labor. For the children of the desolate woman are more than the children of the married woman, said Yahweh. Enlarge the side of your tent. And let them stretch out the tent curtains of your dwelling place. You must not spare. Make your tent cords long and strengthen your pegs. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. And your descendants will be heir to the nations. And they will inhabit desolate towns. You must not fear, for you will not be ashamed. And you must not be confounded, for you will not feel abashed.
1: Mine says the last line don't be intimidated
0: for you will not be humiliated Mm. for you will forget the shame of your youth and you will no longer remember the disgrace of your widowhood for your husband is your maker. His name is Yahweh of hosts and your redeemer is the Holy one of Israel. He is called the God of all of the earth for Yahweh has called you like a wife forsaken and hurt of spirit, like the wife of childhood when she is rejected says our, says your God. I abandoned you for a short moment, but I will gather you with great compassion. I hid my face from you for a moment in the flowing of anger, but I will have compassion on you with everlasting faithfulness, says your Redeemer Yahweh. For this is like the waters of Noah to me, when I swore that the waters of Noah would never again (coughs) pass over the earth. So I swore that I would not be angry at you and rebuke you. For the mountains may depart and the hills may sway but my faithfulness shall not depart from you and my covenant of peace shall not sway, says Yahweh, who has compassion on you. O afflicted one, driven away who is not consoled. Look, I am about to set your stones in hard mortar and I will lay your foundation with sapphires and I will make your battlements of ruby and your gates of stones of beryl and all your wall of precious stones. It's at the end of it. No, no, okay, No And all your children shall be pupils of Yahweh, and the peace of your children shall be great. In righteousness you shall be established. Be far from oppression, for you shall not fear. And from terror, for it shall not come near you. If indeed one attacks, it is not from me. Whoever attacks you shall fall because of you. Look, I myself have created the craftsman who blows the fire of coals and who produces a weapon for his work. Also, I myself have created the destroyer to destroy. Every weapon formed against you shall not succeed. And you shall declare guilty every tongue that rises against you for judgment. This is the inheritance of the servants of Yahweh and their legal right from me, declares Yahweh. Big stuff. Probably the three biggest chapters of Isaiah.
1: Um, I think 16 confuses me. Look, I create the craftsman who fans the coals into a fire and forges a weapon. I create the destroyer so he might devastate? Yes. What?
0: You have anything about destroyer in yours?
1: Okay. No.
0: Nothing about the destroyer. Let me see if I can dig something up. Give me a half second, y'all. I gotta look it up. Uh-huh. Um, I gotta get to my notes section. I'm using my... Okay, here we go. Isaiah... Uh-huh, Isaiah, uh, 54, 16? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, 16. Hang on. For whatever reason, I decided to go to Isaiah 40, not 54. What the heck? <coughs> Isaiah. This is so exciting for everybody. This is how we roll. Isaiah 54. Okay. Verse 16. (coughs) I got a lot of notes. Holy cow. Sorry, everybody. Okay, 54. 16 is... Nothing. Nothing. I sort of have something. Let me go... 5413 says Pupils of Yahweh, Yahweh's direct instruction of the people ensure the future blessing that he has promised. 5417, the servants of Yahweh refers to Yahweh's true followers who will receive the benefits of all the promises in Isaiah 54, 1 through 17. Um, but nothing specific about 16. Talks about Noah. I got notes on Noah, everything. So I don't know what the language is for the destroyer. Yeah. But we'll have to look that up if it causes you a little consternation. Just... That's a good question. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, Luke 20, verse 41. And we'll read through 20, verse 24. Take it, Maybe my bride.
1: 21.
0: 21. It's 20.
1: Right.
0: Yes, through 21, 24.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: 20, 41 through 21, 24.
1: Okay. Hit it. But he said to them, how is it that that they say that the Christ is David's son? For David himself says in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. If David then calls him Lord, how can he be his son? Jesus warns the disciples against pride. As all the people were listening, Jesus said to his disciples, Beware of the experts of the law. They like walking around in long robes, and they love elaborate greetings in the marketplaces and the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' property, and as a show, make long prayers. They will receive a more severe punishment. The Widow's Offering <clears throat> Jesus looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the offering box. He saw, also saw a poor widow put in two small copper coins. He said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has put in more than all of them. For they all offered their gifts out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty put in everything she had to live on. The signs of the end of the age. Now, while some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and offerings, Jesus said, as for these things you are gazing at, the days will come when not one stone will be left on another. All will be torn down. So they asked him, teacher, when will these things happen and what will be the sign that these things are about to take place? He said, watch out that you are not misled for many will come in my name saying, I am he and the time is near Do not follow them. And when you hear of wars and rebellions, do not be afraid for these things must happen first, but the end will not come at once. Persecution of disciples. Then he said to them, nation will rise up in arms against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and famines and plagues in various places, and there will be terrifying sights and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will seize you and persecute you, handing you over to the synagogues and prisons. You will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will be a time for you to serve as witnesses. Therefore, be resolved not to rehearse ahead of time how to make your defense. For I will give you the words along with the wisdom. that none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will have some of you put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of my name, yet not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your lives. The desolation of Jerusalem. But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its desolation has come near. Then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. Those who are inside the city must depart. Those who are out in the country must not enter it because these are days of vengeance to fulfill all that is written. Woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing their babies in those days for there will be great distress on the earth and wrath against this people. They will fall by the edge of the sword and Be led away as captives among all nations. Jerusalem will be trampled down by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. That's a lot there.
0: That is a lot there. And unfortunately, we're not going to do a deep dive on this. There are a lot of misinterpretations of what you just read. There are basically two camps. (coughs) Number one is the second coming of Messiah, and number two is the historical conquering of Jerusalem by Rome, which took place in 70 AD. Mm -hmm. And, um, so without picking a fight with any particular camp, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and leave you alone with that. Those are the two thoughts running through this. Um, just pray that the Holy Spirit will guide you in the understanding of what is written there. Do some commentary and, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pick up right there. Um, you got something you want to say?
1: No, I was looking at my notes.
0: Okay, you probably got some great notes.
1: Um, well, about the widow. Uh huh. Because <coughs> you know we you read about how much, how many coins and stuff, and we don't have a comprehension of what that yeah. is. Um, it says.
0: That was what twenty what? Uh,
1: twenty-one. Twenty-one. Um, these two small copper coins were lepta the smallest and least valuable coins in circulation in Palestine, worth one half of a quadrants or one one hundred twenty-eighth of an denarius, or about six minutes of an average daily wage. This was next to nothing in value. Um, it was all she had. Later it says, with God giving is weighed evaluatively, not counted. The widow was praised because she gave sincerely and at some considerable cost to herself. And that's something... Um, I've been listening to a lot of Tim Keller lately, and he talks about, um, like, sacrificial giving and, like, ministries of mercy and stuff. He's like, unless it actually, like, hurts you some or you really feel it, it's not Mm -hmm. really generous. I was like, oh,
0: I have, I've heard that a lot, and I agree with it.
1: Yeah. Anyway, just thought it was interesting.
0: There's, uh, the line there, um, that I've heard done well in in this chapter goes to that she gave out of her poverty. Yeah. That is such an enormous um, verse, you know, that she gave out of her poverty, not out of her wealth, not out of her resource, not out of her overflowing abundance. Right. But she gave, mine says, her. Um, but this woman out of her poverty put all, it put in all the means of her subsistence that she had. And that meant that, percentage-wise, she gave more than anybody else.
1: Yeah.
0: And it caused me to pause for a second. Um, This year or last year, somebody on social media challenged Elon Musk to ending world hunger. And with all of his billions of dollars. And they put some figure out, which is really lame, and Elon Musk... Tweeted back and said, if you give me, it was like the World Health Agency or something. And he said, if you give me a figure, I'll, I'll pay for that figure. And we'll end it right now. And it was, it was a matter of him, not out of a generous heart, but out of one basically trying to silence a critic. Well, the critic came back with something like $5 billion would end world hunger. Uh-huh. So he gave it.
1: He did? Yeah. it didn't solve it?
0: Nope still here isn't it it's not about the money that you give right but my point saying that is you know he gave out of his wealth he did not miss 5 billion dollars when your value is over you know 100 billion or whatever it was They didn't even think about it just it's over here's some quarters so when we are challenged with man i just uh i got to I, I don't know if i can give this month or whatever that's really that's that part where is our faith gonna step forward? Yeah, and we're gonna give faithfully, not not angrily. She did not give angrily.
1: Nope. And and she goes, wasn't calling attention to herself. Nope.
0: She was just sneaking up, just dropping off. And thank you, Lord, for what you've given me. I don't need these two. I'm, I'm taking care of. Here you go. Yeah, it's that's a pretty awesome. Pretty
1: convicting thing.
0: May it convict us all. Okay, now we are on to Job. 12, 1 through 12, Job. Here we go. Then Job answered, Job's fourth speech, by the way. Chapter 12, and he's already doing four speeches. And then Job answered, and he said, Truly, indeed, you are the people, and wisdom will die with you. I also have insight like you. I am not more inferior than you. And who does not know things like these? I am a laughingstock to my friends. He calls on God and he answers him. A righteous, blameless man is a laughingstock. That's not my mocking voice, but that's what that is. Those at, le- at ease have contempt for the thought of disaster, but it is ready for those unstable of foot. Hmm. The tents of the destroyers are at peace. And there is security for those who provoke God, for those whom God brings into his hand. But ask the animals, and they will teach you, and the birds of the heaven, and they will tell you. Or ask the earth, and it will teach you, and the fishes of the sea will declare to you. Who among all of these does not know that Yahweh's hand has done this? In whose hand is the life of all things, all living things, and the breath of every human being? Does not the ear test words, and the palate taste food for itself? Wisdom is with the aged, and understanding is in length of days. Excuse I think me. I think I might have a t-shirt made up of that one. What? Wisdom is with the aged. And though tomorrow is your birthday, happy birthday, I will always be the aged.
1: Oh, nice save there.
0: Because uh, I'm always older.
1: Yep. But you're only nine years older tomorrow.
0: It's okay.
1: You get a few months of only being nine years older.
0: I like being ten years older.
1: You do? Yeah. Why?
0: Yeah, it's a status thing. Because you're, you know, pretty hot. <laughs> you're the wife of my youth in a different way.
1: Okay. So, Job's <laughs> I'm embarrassing her. Um, Job's on twelve two. Wisdom will die with you. Yeah. That's a...
0: What is the a, what?
1: sarcasm of Job admits their claim to wisdom as if no one has it besides them. But the rest of his speech will show that they do not have a monopoly on it.
0: Yeah, he's throwing down on them. I think he's tired of hearing from his friends. You know, I say that in quotes. Because they're kind of doing the statu- the status quo thing of, uh, hey, you're sick, so God doesn't like you right now because you've sinned. And you just need to confess your sin, and God's going to you know, love on you, and God's going to heal you, and everything will be fine again. And Job's going, dude, I didn't do anything. Leave me alone. Um,
1: so this says, well, it says Z. Oh, knowledge of God's wisdom. Um, as J.E. Hartley, who wrote a book called Job, believe it or not, observes, in this section, Job argues that respected tradition must not be accepted uncritically.
0: Mm, respected tradition must not be accepted uncritically. I like that. Isn't that good? Put it to the test.
1: And that's, what, that's why I started the Bible That's awesome. And then, which of all these does not know, in verse 9, that the hand of the Lord has done this? Mm. The expression has done this probably refers to everything that has been discussed, namely the way that God and his wisdom rules over the world, but specifically yeah. it refers to the infliction of suffering in the world. Mm. and maybe that's all I have I
0: like verse 10 in whose hand is the life of all living things and the breath of every human being that's pretty awesome I love that scope
1: oh does not the ear test words and the tongue taste food Mm -hmm. Um, this says in the rest of the chapter Job turns his attention away from creation to the wisdom of ancient men And 13, when Job looks back to this part, he refers to both the
0: eye and the ear. Well, we will get there on our next reading. Okay. I think that calls it for the night. I hope everybody's enjoyed it. (coughs) Sorry for my coughing. Yeah, sorry for that. If you got headphones on, please forgive us. Blew your eardrums out. We do want to say we're going to release this um, just here immediately. But uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. This is our what is today monday i lost track i'm on vacation we're We're on vacation today's monday christmas is coming up on sunday so it's six days away and we are in the home stretch of that it's my favorite 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 time of year right now can't i cannot get enough of christmas season so i start in uh november i actually start like in september internally but I don't express it until November. So anyway. You express it in October. I do. Yeah. I express it in October. Yeah. Actually, June 25th, it's six months till Christmas. I, I listen to some music then. But you don't Four play 70? it
1: all the time until, like, October.
0: That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. I still have this desire every year to find the the, the Christmas carols of old... That we don't sing anymore. That, I mean, I'm talking stuff from like the 1800s. It's hard to find that stuff. Because everybody's so stuck in our, you know, modern pop culture stuff. You can can keep the modern pop culture. I'll take the historical stuff. Okay. So, bless you, my birthday bride. I love you. I love you. So much. Thank you for reading with me tonight. Thank you. And uh, everybody, thank you so much for sticking around with us. We're going to pop this out, give it a listen, enjoy your time off if you're taking this week.
1: And read your Bible.
0: And read your Bible. I am Mark, I'm the guy.
1: I'm Andrew. I'm and
0: the bride. Blessings on ya.